Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is a special bonus episode. Uh, it's a continuation of our conversation about the 737 MAX 8, Lion Airlines Flight 610, and Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302. Make sure that you've already listened to the episode we put out on Tuesday, where we discuss those in detail. Hope you enjoy this conversation, and we will look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for listening. Is it Mariah? Ah, oh, good. Can you hear First me? try. I, excellent. Supreme. This See, is, we're getting so good at this. This is amazing. I'm eating Fig Newtons. Do you like mm. Fig Newtons? I hate Fig Newtons. Really? <laughs> I hate them with a passion. <laughs> I'm so glad, though, that there are people who like them because when I was a child, I used to think, like, why are we ma- wasting money on this <laughs> if they taste this way? <laughs> but I think it's more of a um, texture. Is it because they're too dry? Me. But they're also juicy at the same ew, time. Ew, ew, ew. The worst <laughs> word of all. The worst thing something can be. Yeah, exactly. That is how I portray them. Yeah. Dry and just, Ugh. I can't. Yeah. Ty loves Fig Newtons. Oh, really? But we don't, we don't typically have them in the house. They sell the Walgreens version is like a dollar for a sleeve. And I'm like, perfect. we have Fig Newtons in the house now. <laughs> yeah. You just eat them by the sleeve. Yeah, I mean, ninety nine cents. Like, yeah, you can't beat it. The squirrels eat it, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. They like it. It's a nice little sweet treat for those babies. I know. I don't know if they can. They must be able to taste sugar. I guess they must be able to. Like some animals can't taste sweetness, but I think the squirrels must be able oh. to because they eat really? berries, right? So, yeah, that's true. That is very true. I don't think cats can taste sweetness. No. I wonder how do they determine if cats or dogs or any other animal can taste sweetness? I think I think it's by I don't know is the real answer. <laughs> but I think it's like something about your taste buds, right? Like how they can see like oh right like different taste buds are like sensitized to different flavors, maybe. Yeah. Like sour, sweet, umami. Right, right. Are you gonna Are you gonna tell me more about the software? I read an article about it too. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely talk about the software because I think it is important. The software that the the thing they paid for. Yeah. Or didn't pay for. Yeah. I think you knew more about that than I did. Yeah, I mean, so I read a few articles about it, um, and I tried to trace it, and I think I got it to the end. Okay. Um, so what I remember about that idea that there was some kind of safety software mm-hmm. that the planes that crashed didn't have because Boeing charged extra for it. Yeah. The only I remember that just what I just said. And I remember that it was brought up shortly after the Ethiopian crash. Yes. Yep. As a possible a possible reason. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that's all I never heard any follow up on it. So basically from what I read, um 
that is that is 100% on after the crashes uh they essentially they were confused why the pilots didn't have the lights in their crash like or in their planes so according to boeing they there were some investigations done the department of justice did an investigation uh the faa is that it faa uh faa federal aviation administration yeah um still learning these uh that's all right (laughs) (laughs) fcc (laughs) FAA. Yeah. Um, There's so many. Yeah, seriously. Especially, oh my gosh, working in nonprofit is just endless. So it's like and my brain is just filled with right. unnecessary. <laughs> Same with you. Like it's it's so but, insane. But much more so you these <laughs> days, right? Uh, um so yeah, so Boeing essentially thought that the the warning light there are two warning lights that they they included. One, I I'm very unclear about the second warning light. I think it was, it's not um, crucial to the safety of the plane, um, mm. according to Boeing. But the other light, something was backed up in their system, so that the two lights were connected when the plane was ordered. So like when you know American Airlines oh. ordered a plane, or not even American Airlines, but um. Because the the more uh like the more lucrative uh airlines could afford the extra right the extra right. money. But when Lion but, Air Yeah, or... when Lion Air purchased the Boeing Max, there was an option to to add on, you know, just like you add on a comfy seat or an extra bathroom or other ways that you would add on to to planes to make them, you know, higher class or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um this these indicators these warning lights uh that would go off when that um what is it ccas or mcas MCAS. yeah Yeah. mcas so it would go off these warning lights would go off when the mcas system uh would kick in and there was Mm -hmm. something wrong with their internal software when people were ordering the planes that required somebody to pay extra for it for the the indicator and they claimed that they were unaware of the issue when the crashes happen they decided that uh both of the indicator lights were not crucial to the safety of the, the plane or crucial for the pilots to know or have them um and so what they were going to do was create an updated software in 2020 and this is back when the planes crashed this was their plan that they were just going to update the software in 2020 with the you know regular scheduled update and add um like an indicator or something to the software that would just make it available to all planes and that was apparently the boeing investigation um i do want to read there is one line that particularly stuck out because um according to Boeing and to the New York Times uh they were unaware like the higher up execs were unaware that this was a thing like everybody according to Boeing they were all uh basically they they claimed ignorance and they thought that it was a Wait, part who claimed ignorance? Boeing 
claimed. Oh, but ignorance. wait, I'm sorry. Am I? I think I got lost. They what information were they claimed to be ignorant of? Oh, that you had to pay extra for the light for the or for the indicator, like Boeing. because it was supposed to come so, standard with the plane. Yeah. So Boeing yeah. said that they didn't know they were charging for this. Yes, exactly. Oh they said gosh. they had no idea. Um, after so this is from. Uh, partially from the New York Times and partially from the actual statement that Boeing released. Mm -hmm. So it says, after discovering the lapse in 2017, obviously after the fatal crashes, uh, Boeing performed an internal review and determined that the lack of a working warning light did not adversely impact airplane safety or operation. And that was in their statement that they released. So they claimed ignorance, and then when they investigated it, said it's not that big a deal anyways. So what's so frustrating is that the... Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's incredibly frustrating because what the whole historically right like aviation does a lot of self-regulation that is true right yes like self-regulation has lots of problems and in fact they are very regulated in a lot of different ways but the idea that you would at the most basic level like build redundancy into your aircraft right you would um have if this sensor breaks that information can be found here if this breaks i mean again when we were talking about the um, ethiopian crash yeah there's a friggin' hand crank that can do the thing you know when a system is turned off you can do this with a hand crank because you want to have redundancy if the landing gear if the hydraulics are gone you want the landing gear to still be able to drop into place like usually there's so so many different redundancies there's tons of training and that self-regulation has been working in the way that it's worked where there are a lot of crashes from the 40s and a lot from the 60s and a lot from the 70s and fewer from the 80s and fewer from the 90s and fewer yeah way fewer from the last 20 years because i mean these were completely avoidable so when you say oh well it wasn't that light that light is part of the redundancy that light is part of the it's it's part of what keeps something from going wrong it's part of what lets the pilots know that something has gone wrong or what's gone wrong because the lion air pilots never had a clue what was wrong and that's part of what's so friggin' sad yeah like for 13 minutes they had no idea what was going on right right and if there was again training and an indicator light would have informed them what was wrong the helios pilots we talked about right yes the same having the same sound using the same sound to mean two different things things, depending on if you're on the ground or in the air wasn't enough to let them know what was going on right right exactly which was changed immediately after and instead boeing just said well we'll fix it in a couple of years well these crashes were so close together like in like the timeline of you know i mean again we never have two giant crashes in like four months right like that's not that's unheard of in this way um with brand new planes right exactly and i mean even that because they decided that it wasn't going to impact airplane safety they didn't inform airlines or the ffa about the mistake for a year 
Right. So they just, after the crashes, they informed the pilots about the system, the MCAS system, and then decided to wait another year to tell them about the mistake that they made to include the light in the standard plane. And even at that, decided, so this is all in 2017, 2018, and then said, okay, yeah, we messed up, but we're not going to fix it until 2020. And it's just, it's just this constant theme of just, I don't know, lack of empathy, lack of human decency, lack of, of, I don't know. I think it's lack of, I might be wrong, right? But I really, the impression I have is that it's lack of big picture. It's lack of somebody who has all of the information, right? Like it's so siloed. You deal with this all the time in the government, right? Like working with government working with different agencies everybody's super super siloed yes. it happens <laughs> you know what happens it also is at the airport right where <laughs> yeah people have like their tasks that they do they are things that they perform and you get super super siloed and you are you don't know like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing and so yeah some software engineer is designing a who's you know i i was one of the things that stood out in my mind was somebody just pointed out like the software engineers who you know design the software that pushes the plane the nose of the plane down right, right? they are not pilots right they're not pilots right I, I know we've said it over and over again but the it is a betrayal of trust yeah and yeah it is uh, we talk a lot about i don't know i can't it's hard they they just wanted to do something that they couldn't actually do yeah yeah they wanted to do something they couldn't really do so badly and so they fibbed and lied and like did a workaround here and a workaround there and they like fixed one problem and didn't think about the problems that that problem would create like or the problems that solution would would create and i don't know yeah no exactly and i mean even in this article that i was reading there was an american airlines uh pilot who was kind of like a spokesperson for them and he was even saying like boeing seemed to have provided information that was not accurate and they just didn't seem to fully grasp how the plane even worked because this is such an oversight between between departments exactly like you're saying like i do my job you do your job and they don't even know how this airplane works like the you know and it's it's not us making an assumption i mean it's it's proof and other airlines and pilots saying the exact same thing yeah you know and i just think about i just thinking about the lion air crash of like just like you said like 13 minutes I'm it must have been excruciatingly painful for those pilots not to know what was going on and probably blaming themselves because they were so young and it really had nothing to do with them right that was the young the Ethiopian oh the the Ethiopian pilots were like the like friggin 25 and 30 no 25 and 29 oh the lion air was yeah yeah they were like 30 and 40 35 and 40 yeah maybe. like which is again is right bringing too young to die yeah oh my gosh like, right and still having no idea i mean either way like right. having no idea what's going on 
you know, you have right. brand new pilots essentially, and then you have seasoned pilots. Like it's and, it's scary, nobody... unimaginably scary. It's, it's like the betrayal on the level of yeah, like you're told this is a seven three seven. Right. That's the plane that you fly. Right. You know this plane, and then out of nowhere, your plane unbeknownst to you has some random software added to it that takes control away from the pilot there's something yes. that i've heard people we we haven't actually done german wings and i don't know if we will because i just don't know if we yeah. will but german wings when i refer to that it's the um maybe you remember um the plane that the pilot intentionally um crashed in the mountains uh, yes, like yes. the other pilot that was kind of that was definitely on the news yeah. so um people ask at that time well like it's the future why can't we like why can't we take control of a plane that's in the air like why can't we you know just like turn it into a drone essentially like why can't anybody do that and pilots are are 110 percent against that yeah. right and honestly everyone should be because at the end of the day like you don't like if you don't like having your like fate in the hands of a pilot that that's on you i yeah. guess right like that is the situation that you're in that's as good as it's going right. to get you don't want to have something that can be hacked that where or again another thing that can malfunction right. Right? right like human life is only ever going to be as secure as other humans make it <laughs> yeah. so but no that's very that's just, incredibly true I do I encourage you and I encourage our listeners (laughs) to go Mm -hmm. read the statement from Boeing after this happened like it's it's unbelievable I mean even the internal investigation like you lose that you lose the right to have an internal investigation like everything is external now sorry you killed a lot of friggin people because of a lie and because of you wanted to make money like and I don't I it is as simple as that. Like, I know, I think there are going to be a lot of people who would disagree and say that there are a lot of working parts, which is true. But at the end of the day, it does come down to that. And it is about making money. And it is that simple, unfortunately. And I think that that... So, how can I say this? It's a grotesque system. Yeah. Right. Where you like Boeing, I don't want Boeing. Like I've heard people say like Boeing should basically be bankrupted, like like get rid of Boeing, no more Boeing. Like they don't deserve to be a company anymore. And that will that will yeah hurt a lot of people really, really badly. Yeah. And it won't hurt this the the guy who did this, the CEO at the time of this mistake, right? Or this this where this started. Yeah. Mistake is like a very light word, but the that CEO's already gone and he is still rich. Right? Exactly. Like, exactly. So, yeah, that is definitely not the answer. Right. But as is almost always the answer with all of this, like anything every time anything like this happens, the answer is almost always you do not want your company to only be accountable to shareholders. Right. right. That shouldn't be if you are again, people talk about it with healthcare, people yeah. talk about it with like any life saving device, people talk about it with hospitals. It's easy to talk about it with stuff like that, but you don't want that to be the case for 
for car manufacturers, no. plane manufacturers, anybody. Right. It's not a good system to say that the only people you're responsible to are accountable to are shill are shareholders, shareholders. I can't talk. <laughs> shareholders. About. Yeah, yeah. Shareholders. No, absolutely, one hundred percent. And there's, I mean, unfortunately, that is a symptom of a lot of things, but it's yeah yeah i don't know it does it does make me think like i have not i have a lot of thoughts about that but i haven't come to a like a conclusion on on how i think it should be handled or how i think it should be fixed like i don't i don't think either of us pretend to have a super super grasp on that to you know be able to fix that like malfunction in human behavior <laughs> but mm-hmm. um but i do think that that is actually the the source of a lot of our society's issues and you know human life is usually at the end of it and in this particular case a lot of human life was at the end of it and right. i just hope that in right. the future you know i mean the maxes came out this week like or you know whenever they started flying again recently they yeah flying again um, yeah which was an incredibly massive process yeah. which is good like a lot of people a lot of, it was it's very 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 yeah. good it's very good but it just it made a lot of work yeah that's the thing that's what we want people. right like more jobs more accountability yes. more yeah. requirement like yeah, um, and just a once over for all the planes, yeah. right? Because all the planes sat in the desert for a year, and now, you know, you got to give them all that once over. So let me ask yeah. you, Mariah. So, if you were flying somewhere that you wanted to go, <laughs> um, somewhere that you actually had an anywhere in, in visiting, uh, okay. yeah, like would you take? Would you fly on a today? Mouse, like right now? Yeah, one yeah, billion today. percent. Yeah. Okay yeah yeah yeah, like no question i just think i don't know it when we start to doubt all of everything in our life that's when it kind of gets to be too much sometimes but i don't know i have read enough that um that i know that this this plane is going to be safe especially with how many eyes are on it i mean there's no way that they would approve it and Canada was scheduled to approve it, so and I usually default to, you know, Canadian regulations. So because of all of the regulations and like the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, um, I don't know. Everyone's looking at it. Like there's no way they could pull this off again. There's no way that they could just right. pass a right. a plan on a lie again. Too many people no. have died. Too many right. eyes are on it. Like too many governmental agencies, whatever, and right. um, like the FAA has agreed that mm-hmm. it's fine, whatever, and the Canadian yeah. version of the FAA has also said that they are going to approve the max, and okay. there you go. so I usually look to Canadian standards and base my assumption off that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that just having any 
not any, but having another government that you exactly trust also okay yeah. something. It does just. I totally yeah. agree. That's that's why it's funny when I don't know. There's so many things that. Um, ah, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it is, we'll which we'll that. get into one day. One but day, we will. Yeah, but I also trust Canada. Yeah, pretty much. Ty, pretty much. my husband Ty, you know him. For the listeners, I do know him. Um, he had a bunch of teeth out this week, including some wisdom teeth, and. Mm. Uh, you know, he had some questions about like the, just like the healing process and the dentist was closed, you know, whatever it was Saturday and we couldn't get a hold of the dentist. So, um, I was just like, Google what the, what the Canadians say. And we did, and it was spot on and it worked and it was fine. So at any point you find another, you know, it's always good to have two opinions, three opinions four make an informed mm, decision that's mm-hmm. okay yeah that's totally fine 100 right more people have i mean we're talking about big mistakes that were made because yeah. you know you just didn't get enough enough oversight or enough input or enough right you know enough um people making the decisions and knowing what each other was doing yeah so. i don't i will say yeah. though i don't know if i believe that the boeing executives didn't know about the money thing they just, it just, right. I don't know. It's possible because it was a software thing. You know, it's like when you're checking out online. It was like, a, I, think, I just, but I just am like, well, do I airlines, is that even a possibility to like order right. a plane online? I don't know. Well, Boeing.com, I, let me I, just order a. I, <laughs> I, I think that, um, I mean, usually like these I guess for brand new planes, like orders, it takes a long time to yeah. a plane. It's kind of cool. It's really, if that's something, if this is the kind of thing that you like, it's kind of really cool to watch planes, yeah. like videos of planes getting built in like yes. factories, but not what, oh, I, so I think that in the past, the decision about what would be an add-on and what would be standard mm. was made by people who had like pilots and crews and safety in mind. Gotcha. And I think that it is my guess, my opinion, whatever, that whoever did this with the max, whoever was making that decision as to like what's an add-on and what's standard made that decision based on what's the minimum standard yeah right so like there's a lot of stuff on your plane i have oh my god let's talk about this briefly so go jet if you even know what i'm talking about out there in the aviation world if you know you know okay <laughs> gojet was like a regional carrier um for delta maybe they'd fly like maybe they flew for united i don't know um but they were definitely a regional carrier for yeah. delta and that means that they're like contracted they wear delta uniforms you think they're delta their paint the planes are painted with delta logos and yet delta doesn't yeah. pay them and they're extremely extremely yeah. underpaid yeah. grotesquely underpaid and i don't know what it was there's a lot of regional car- carriers there's you know lots of endeavor um just a whole bunch um of different carriers but gojet had the worst pay 
the worst planes i'm sorry like just the worst planes the most prone to maintenance delays whatever the best the best by a hundred miles the best they were oh my gosh i like never forget them because the all of the pilots were super nice i don't know if it's just that like foxhole feeling that you get when you're all like every time right right they're always struggling and they get treated like garbage and like delta just treats them horribly their own employers treat them horribly and like again underpay them like on a level that is nauseating right and they don't take good care of the planes and it's just always about cutting 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 like paying as little as possible getting as little as possible repairing as little Mm. as possible so the um no, no, I was oh, just going to say, is there a secret or, like, maybe you can give us a tip on how, like, to find out if it is a, if, like, when you're flying Delta, can you find out if that yeah. is a go-jet plane? Yes, you can. So, um, when, I don't know for every airline, but for Delta, if you, when you sit down in your seat, you can just ask the person mm. if you want to. You can just ask the um gate agent or you can ask the um, flight attendant but it's written down when you sit down in your seat there's the little safety card right yeah right and there will be two usually um a letter and a number on the it'll have it'll say like delta but in parentheses on that safety card it'll say like g7 e6 um it'll say like different um like identifying numbers different right and if you just look up um delta like google it right delta character or delta carrier mm-hmm. g7 so g7 is gojet endeavor it's really funny that i don't it's been a long time <laughs> but i think endeavor was e it's definitely east ev or e6 but um or yeah you can just ask the flight attendant if you want yeah. to um but because the flight, it'll be whoever directly hires the flight attendant. Okay. So mainline is the word that that we use to describe people who are employed directly by the airline. So if you're Delta mainline, your paychecks are directly from from Delta, and you get treated super super well. And so if you ever see things talking about like, oh, Delta is so great to work for. Oh, they treat us so well. Oh, yeah. all of these things. No, only yeah. mainline people. Most more than half of the people who wear Delta uniforms don't work directly for Delta and they get treated Mm. horribly. So anyway, that's it. The GoJet, (laughs) it's almost funny, but it's actually super scary how how decrepit like and just poorly executed or poorly maintained um the aircraft are like they get treated the worst they get like low priority with air traffic control oh like they just can't get a break and so they flew out yeah. of buffalo right um and so we had a day where there was a gojet plane and a um uh, going to detroit i think and we had a delta mainline plane that was going to fly to atlanta that was most of the mainline flights from buffalo flew to atlanta because that's delta's hub so oh my god this friggin plane (laughs) in detroit right we need this plane this is how planes work guys so we need this plane right now if you imagine it this little plane it's a crj9 seats like 70 people 65 people baby plane it's sitting in detroit right and it's broken super (laughs) broken (laughs) broken 
it's no it's not a crash yeah. it just needs maintenance so we need in buffalo we need that plane to come from detroit to us so that it can drop people off in buffalo and then pick up people who want to go to detroit and then it's going to fly back to detroit that's what we need to happen okay so we're waiting for the plane to come to buffalo so that we can put people on it and it can fly right. back to detroit detroit to buffalo is like a 35 40 minute flight mm-hmm. it's really really short so we this plane is delayed for like 14 hours oh right we don't have a plane and we don't have crews it's delayed 14 hours to even come to for the plane to arrive in buffalo so it can go back to detroit so we're waiting 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 right the plane finally arrives right but in that 30 it, it they fix whatever they patch it up whatever they do right it it takes off from detroit and lands here in buffalo mm-hmm. right halfway through their damned like navigational equipment like broke oh on them. my god and but it's like a clear night and they do the route a lot and they still had their they had to use the oh my god like there were so many things that broke on the plane but like tools that the pilots use Good Lord. right so not things that make the flight right. crash but things that the pilots use to um like make to to give them information to make decisions to communicate to like navigate all of that stuff got uh, messed up in while they were in the air but they landed it whatever they sent us a message because they couldn't communicate they we, they had to use the a cars which is it's fine yeah. People know what I mean if they know, but it's just like people they yeah. send a message basically saying, like, hey, all our shit oh is broken. God. Sorry. Like, like Google Maps it? Like, how did they get they like used the oh my stars? God. They like used and like they use like old school navigation because again, back to that redundancy yeah. idea. If this thing breaks, then you should be able to mm-hmm. use this. If this thing breaks, you should be able to use this. If this thing breaks, you should have another option. Yeah. Right. So, which is why one sensor controlling yeah, a system that changes the pitch of the plane is so radically, unbelievably horrible. Right. So, see, and that's the thing, that's the exact reason why I don't actually believe them when they say that they didn't know that it wasn't standard. Because then, if they didn't know that it wasn't standard, you would have to explain the MCAS system. But they didn't know, the pilots didn't know about the MCAS system. I that's I think that what like I guess to me it's like immaterial if if like the CEO knew like I don't that I guess to me it's just an but then it's like, like but I don't then it's like the, the that's what engineers or whatever are the engineers I think definitely know that's I guess what I so what I mean when I say it's super siloed I don't know who knew yeah. what but I know that nobody knew everything they needed to know. And I know that they nobody told, nobody yeah. provided airlines or pilots with all the information they right. needed. The one thing that I don't think, I don't know if we covered this already, but did we find out like what the decision was? Like they had, they had made an excuse, right? They had said like the decision to not tell the pilots about the MCAS. It was basically they just they decided that the pilots didn't need to know. No, it's just they they thought it was, yeah. They just they just as far as I can tell, they just didn't think it was yeah. important. They thought it would just they didn't expect it to break, which is a ridiculous thing to yeah. not expect. Everything, especially a computer and like a software. Right, Are you kidding right. me? 
How many friggin' updates does Apple send out in the first month that they release something new? Like 10,000? Oh my gosh. Like, my phone is constantly off because it's updating. Like, don't... Don't let Apple get into (laughs) commercial plans. (laughs) But that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I just... I don't buy all of the releases and the excuses, and I just... I don't know. I don't know. But the people who were responsible are... were taken care of. So, hopefully... That we know of yeah i think it's like the dispersal of of responsibility yeah. right like i don't know like i don't i guess i don't know this but it's my understanding that the problem is that one person right. isn't responsible right <clears throat> right like there's so many different people who are responsible for like the people who made the software had no idea that they weren't going right. to tell right. anybody about it, right? Or like the people who, who just pointed out like the problem in the first place. Hey, you're going to have to figure this out. You're, you're going to have to do something about this because the plane's going to pitch right. up. You know, those people didn't like who's who is the person who is responsible? And I think that the people who were specifically the people who were responsible to make sure that the information got out. That's a specific yeah. failure. There's no question. The people who like make who like, um, for example, wrote the quick reference handbook for the new plane and didn't put anything yeah. with the MCAST in it. That's that's really that's bad. bad, right? And it just, I mean, it makes yeah. me, you know, I keep going back to the the higher ups, but like, I don't know. I guess I've never been a chief officer whatever like an executive level but like i someone should have been responsible for double checking that yeah no totally well i think that the other thing is that like the problem like the result was so catastrophic right and it was one of the original problems it really was the original problem right is the original problem you want to make you want to do the same thing that airbus did but you can't fit the engine underneath yeah. the wing and so when you do it when you make the change right it has this effect and you try to solve that like so that chain of forcing something to happen and then having um like creating a new problem with your solution and then creating a new problem and then creating Mm. a new problem right so you have to you know the faa will require you to um do additional training if you add too many sensors you only add one like you're not solving the right problem you're solving the problem of how to make more money you're solving the problem of how to um keep pilots from needing to be retrained or need to do simulator training in order to fly this but you're not solving the problem of keeping right. everyone safe yeah exactly exactly but... Ugh, i don't know <laughs> it's sad yeah. it's sad though i mean that's like at the end of the day it really is right goodness and this was yeah, just yeah it's still unbelievable to me even after researching it and listening and doing all these things it's just unbelievable thank you so much for listening to this special bonus episode of the pod crashed 
If you notice anything we got wrong, if you are a GoJet pilot or cabin crew, if you just want to have a chat, you can find us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also find us on Patreon. So check us out at whichever of those suits you best. We'll see you Tuesday for a very fun episode we've already recorded with a special guest about uh, British Airways Flight 9, Speedbird 9. It was a lot of fun. Uh, We hosted Aaron from Mini Air Crash Investigations uh, YouTube channel for that episode, so be sure to check him out. And we'll look forward to talking to you again on Tuesday. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening.